This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hi there, hockey fans, and welcome to PuckCast with Statsman and AJ, Rotowire's hockey podcast show. I'm Paul Bruno, and you can follow me at Statsman22. My partner on these pods is AJ Scholes, and he's great follow at AJ Scholes24. I'll spell that out. It's A-J-S-C-H-O-L-Z-2-4. AJ, we entered the last week of the season with the most playoff t- teams decided, certainly in the Western Conference. In the East, there's a little bit of uh, some unknowns because... Uh, there's not a few teams are still mathematically alive, but it's almost a done deal. Uh, that said, who is the most surprising team that has been lim- eliminated this season, in your view? Well, there, there's definitely several candidates here. I mean, you have to look at Los Angeles being out. Detroit is out. Um, but for me, I think the most surprising has got to be Florida. Uh, this team didn't really change much from last season. Uh, and they added a player like Jonathan Marchessault, who, d- you know, despite the team struggles, they uh, registered 30 goals and 21 helpers. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they had the injuries to Huberto and Barkov, uh, along with Luongo at the end of the season here, too. But I still think that they should have made the, the playoffs with all their talent. Uh, clearly, the coaching t- uh, change earlier in the season didn't do anything to help them. Uh, so for me, the most surprising team here has got to be Florida. I don't know what your thoughts were, Paul. Well, I'm going to go west and say Los Angeles because that was a team that rivaled Chicago in terms of the post-salary cap era consistency and, and really a threat to be a Stanley Cup contender every year. And uh, I guess the injury to Jonathan Quick kind of took its toll eventually. They got great goaltending all year long. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I guess what what failed them is is the fact that they're scoring uh, never really uh, turned up, and, and it was Jeff Carter and nobody else really on the offense there. Something I think they got to find a way to address, but at the beginning of the season, you wouldn't have thought L.A. would have been among the pretenders that, that would miss the playoffs, so I think that's a very shocking upset on the Western Conference side, but I do agree with you. Florida looked like a... I thought at the beginning of the season, I think we both had them as a contender for the d- division flag in the Atlantic Division, so big shocker there as well, so... That's why it's kind of neat, though, that there's some new teams looking like they're going to get in, and uh, I'm pretty excited about one of them, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and big switch from last year. Uh, you mentioned new teams. It looks like we could get up to five uh, Canadian teams out of the seven this year instead of the zero we had last year, so that's a pretty big change. Uh, but before we kick off the rest of the show, uh, as usual, I'll remind our listeners that throughout the week, if you have questions uh, about uh, your lineups, probably more in a, a daily lineup uh, time of year now, but we're happy to help answer those as well. Uh, fantasy hockey, if you're looking at keepers, that kind of thing, or just hockey in general, uh, you can tweet at us. We'll try and answer your questions, you know, maybe during one of our shows or, or uh, you know, during the week, we'll try and get back to you. As Paul mentioned, you can follow me at AJ24. Uh, AJ Scholes 24 and you can follow Paul the Statsman at Statsman 22. All right AJ and before we get into the nuts and bolts of our show we got to give our nod to our friends at pristineauction.com. I'll spell that out for you it's p-r-i-s-t-i-n-e auction.com. 
you know what? This this site is really a really neat one. They have uh, hundreds of lots that are available every day. Tons of man stuff and uh, man cave stuff. Always something perfect for the fan of any team. If you're concerned about authenticity, boy, that's important to me. Uh, I don't want to spend money without a guarantee that uh, items are authentic, and, and that's what they do. They definitely cover that off, and they only deal with the most trusted of sources. And affordability is an issue too for a lot of people. Most people don't think they can get, afford this stuff, or they might be getting ripped off. But boy, some of the lots that I've seen and I've been interested in, they're, they've become much more affordable than I would have thought initially. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, let me get into some of the specifics, actually. If, if we go onto the site, I see a Larry Bird signed Boston Celtics jersey, 173 bucks. I mean, the jersey by itself, the Boston jersey, would be about 120 bucks, I think, if it's comparable to what I see in the Raptors store. So uh, autographed by Larry Bird, one of the greats of the game, pretty good deal. Then we have a Walter Payton signed Bears photo, a $233 value for the late uh, great from the Chicago Bears history. Then baseball season started, and Cal Ripken, uh, there's a signed custom-framed jersey of his for 139 bucks out there. So some great deals out there. And do us a, no- a favor, please. When you go to the site, there's a drop-down menu in terms of uh, telling them how they... Uh, how they were you were directed to the site, and Rotowire's name appears in that drop-down. Do us a favor and uh, tell them Rotowire sent you. All right, AJ. Uh, you know, last week we did something a little bit of a turn from our thirty and thirty, and I think we got to do that again this week with uh, the implications of of the playoffs and and the, uh, vis-a-vis the games that are on the ta- on tap tonight. The first one that leaps out tonight is the Lightning at Boston. Both these teams in in a real nip and tuck battle for the last remaining spots in the Atlantic and maybe the the wild card race out there. The Bruins are favored with a minus 180. They're red hot right now, having won five in a row. The over-under set at f- uh, five and a half goals. And uh, that's a seven o'clock start. I think it's one of the games of the night for me. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's definitely the biggest matchup of the night. Uh, the Lightning are, are four points back of the Bruins with a game in hand, so they, they do have that slight edge there. Um, I expect this to be an absolute battle. Uh, both these teams want it, uh, and you know they're, they're not going to give up on it anytime soon. One thing to note uh, for our listeners out there, you have to keep an eye on uh, Stamkos uh, every game the rest of the way at this point. He may, you know, they're still calling him day-to-day, uh, you'll probably, I believe he's still technically on IR. So that'll probably be the biggest indication when they take him off injured reserve, he's probably ready to go for that night. So definitely uh, we're into stamp coast watch here at the end of the season uh, player, another player, maybe to keep an eye on tonight, uh, Tyler Johnson, he's $6,000 on FanDuel tonight. Uh, and you know, he's uh, got an assist against Dallas in his first game back. He saw just 15 minutes of ice time, but I'd expect now that he's got a game under his belt coming back from that injury, he'll be up closer to his season average, which is uh, 1852 a night. You know, uh, as far as net mining here, I'd personally avoid both these goalies tonight and target uh, a goalie with a better matchup. I, I don't like using net miners that are paired up against each other. Uh, both, you know, Tuka Rask and Andre Vasilevsky have been great all season long. And so these two going head to head makes me shy away from both of them. And you know what? A guy to watch in this game, too, for the Bruins is Patrice Bergeron. They say when you, you need your best players to rise up is when the games count the most. This guy is one of the best big game players in the NHL, though he's a little underrated compared to some of the other heavyweights around the league. He's got four goals in his last four games and one of them a power play effort. He's poured in 18 shots on goal in those four games. Tells me that he's delivering when they need him the most. And certainly he's come up big in this recent streak so a guy if you're going to spend some money there that's where i would go uh, lesser lights maybe uh, on the bruins i would also say ryan spooner's another guy they rely on offensively yet he's only slated uh, for a forty four hundred dollar price tag that's pretty good money for a pretty good shooter and david krejci is fifty five hundred bucks uh, second line center who is almost a 1b when you think about uh, the depth in in the bruins side for the for the Lightning. I look at a guy like Tyler Johnson, AJ. This guy was recently, a couple of years ago, he was a threat to be a leading scorer in the league uh, without Stan Coase, and he's had a serviceable year this year, and he's priced at $6,000, and he's a guy that's been a pretty gay, big game player for them too. So those are some of the pivots that, that will play a pivotal role tonight, if I can say that. 
Uh, next game up is a battle of teams that are on the outside looking in. Uh, Flyers are a minus 130 favorite with the over-under set at five against New Jersey. Uh, any thoughts on this game, AJ? Oh, I'm so sad, Paul, to see the Flyers outside of the playoffs. It really, <laughs> it really just hurts me there. Uh, no, it, it, they did have a, a strong push at the end of the season. I, I thought maybe uh, they would get back into contention, but they just aren't going to make it at, at this point. Uh, the numbers just aren't there. And while this game is, as you mentioned, kind of being played uh, just for pride, uh, there are some players here that I think you can highlight for, for your daily lineups tonight. You know, Jakob Voracek, he's 6,200 on FanDuel. He's got three assists in, in his last three uh, games, six shots on, on goal. He's definitely worth a look. And then really uh, a sleeper kind of pick here, Vettili, uh, Valtteri Filpula is 3,700. That's uh, way down the list. You probably won't see him unless you go looking for him. He's got four goals and an assist in his last five games. And so at that price tag, I think he's just a great value. Uh, New Jersey has struggled. Both uh, their defense and their goaltending has been a little suspect at times. So it might not be a bad idea to stack some flyers tonight. And you could definitely use Filpula paired up alongside maybe a top talent like Connor McDavid, somebody like that. Uh, so spend big in one aspect and save in others. And, you know, further to that, you look at a goaltending matchup, and when both of them are priced uh, at 8000 or less, that's uh, at the lower end of the scale. We've got Steve Mason, projected starter for the Flyers, who looks like a solid bet based on all that you just said, and I agree with that it could be a night where the Flyers should be a stack possibility. $8,000 is a low price tag on a goalie. The opposite goaltender is Keith Kincaid, the backup in Jersey. So it's a battle of of uh, guys that are at the low end of the goalie spectrum and getting the right guy uh, at this low price is a real nice setup for the rest of your roster so some points to consider there columbus blue jackets of the pittsburgh penguins this is another huge game that you've got you've probably got your sights set on the penguins are a minus 160 favorite the over under set at five and a half that's a seven o'clock start aj this is your game i'm gonna let you run with it <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little surprised to see that money line on this game. Uh, you know, Columbus are, are a phenomenal team. And so to see the pens get all the way up to 160, uh, this is a game that I personally probably would have put uh, closer to a 120 or 130, you know, give Pittsburgh the slight edge for being home. But outside of that, uh, I'm a little surprised by that money line. Certainly not disappointed to see it. Uh, I, I'll take the, the favorite every time I can get it. This is going to be a preview matchup uh, of basically what's uh, almost certainly going to be a phenomenal opening round season. I don't think either team's going to catch the Capitals at this point. I mean, technically, it's mathematically possible. Um, but really, I think this is a battle for home ice in that opening uh, round uh, matchup. Whichever team can can win this one will definitely have a step ahead. Uh, as far as players to target here, I, I got to continue to give a, a tip of the cap to Connor Sheary. He's 6,200 on FanDuel. He's playing on the power play. He's playing on Sid's line. He's got 11 shots in his last three games. Uh, he's going to continue to get opportunities as long as he's seeing all this time with Sid the Kid. So uh, Connor uh, Sheary, definitely a player to target here. I will throw out there. Uh, I will maybe try and put together a, a pen stack if anybody wants to do that. It's a little bit of a risky move going up against Bobrovsky to stack the pens, but I'll throw one out there. I'll put it out on Twitter if anybody wants to see uh, where that ended up. And you know what? I'm a little concerned about the Penguins uh, as long as Algany Malkin is list, still listed day to day. You know what? This guy, I, I'm, I'm so glad I traded him in, in season long, AJ. I got to <laughs> say, because he does this every year around March when the stakes are high, it seems. And, and then he comes back for the playoffs as a great playoff run. I expect the same thing to happen, but he, he almost killed me in, in uh, season long last year. I managed to hold on to my, my championship. Uh, despite him i'll say in the in the in the late stages but boy he's a playoff performer and i expect him to be healthy sooner rather than later but the other uh, red flag is chris Latang on the ir with an upper body injury have you got any news about him aj at all uh, that you can uh, soothe the the concerns of uh, pen, fellow penguins fans there really hasn't been much he hasn't uh, hasn't really been skating a whole lot uh, ha definitely hasn't been practicing with the team uh, and so there really just has not been 
a whole lot of updates on Chris Letang lately, which is definitely a concern. Now, as far as Malkin goes, uh, that's a great point. He does always get injured. Uh, I am wearing my Evgeny Malkin jersey today, hoping that that you know brings some good luck. I'm going to do my best to will him back into the lineup tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I don't have any information uh, that I'm going off of to see that. I'm, I'm just hopeful with my fingers crossed on that one. And there's wingers to choose from here. You mentioned uh, Crosby's first line wingers, Jake Gunsel. A uh, solid bet at 4700 bucks, And Alex Wenberg on the other side, first line minutes for Columbus, $5,100. There's some good value here to be had. Seth Jones on the blue line for $4,600, another first line uh, player on the blue line. So good price tags if, if you believe in this being a high-scoring game. It could really reward you with some of the big players uh, delivering the goods, should they do so. Um, the next up, we got the Caps in Toronto. I'm going to be at this game, as I said uh, to you off-air. It's a second of back-to-backs for the Leafs. They, they shocked me last night, okay? I didn't see the first period live, but I went on my phone and I looked at the shots on goal. It was 18-2 for Toronto in Buffalo. They were up 3-0. AJ, I've watched this series very closely forever. They've, <laughs> they've never done this in Buffalo, ever. That kind of a disparity in shots on goal. So I was really pleased to see that and even more happy to see that they held on for the, for the victory in a game where, in a city where it's been a graveyard for the Maple Leafs for a long time. Makes me think that there's special things in store. And you know what? The most special thing is right now Austin Matthews playing lights out. Uh, lots more to say about him later in the show. But he's also priced at a pretty attractive uh, rate tonight. I think it's 7200 bucks. And, and for me, he's one of the hottest shooters in the league right now, third in the NA, tied for second in the NHL in goal scoring and really on a tear of late so I don't know how you can miss by picking him tonight even even though it's a game against the Caps uh, it was a couple of games ago Braden Holtby gave up six goals so you know it's not like they're invincible I still think they're the best team in the league but if the Leafs can continue to play uh, Austin Matthews will be a big reason why and I look for him to continue that with a big game tonight but I can go on with this I want I want to give your reaction to this tilt too yeah so uh what I like is, uh, you know, technically uh, the winner of Pittsburgh Columbus could mathematically chase down the caps. So they can't slack off tonight. So they should definitely bring their a game. Uh, and while the Leafs are currently in second in the Atlantic, they haven't clinched yet. And, and technically again, uh, the numbers are in their favor, but they could still find themselves on the outside looking in. That would be a huge blow uh, to all of your fellow Leafs fans. Oh. And so I'm not, I'm not hoping don't for even, that. Don't even go there. <laughs> I, I couldn't but take it at this point. <laughs> the, the math is there on, on both these situations. Now, what I ultimately expect, regardless of the outcome of this game is that Washington's going to win the president's trophy and Toronto will be in the playoffs. So uh, that's what I'm expecting, but you know it's still a big game. You mentioned Austin Matthews for 7,400 tonight. It it is a big price tag, but he's averaging 23.9 fantasy points in his last five games, and that's six goals over that stretch. Uh, and so he's definitely worth considering at that price. For a little bit of a cheaper option, Marcus Johansson is 5,300. He's got a goal and eight assists in his last uh, five contests, and that goal came on the power play, so a few extra points on FanDuel for that. Uh, so definitely, I mean, we could go on and on. There's a ton of players you could target in this game, uh, and so despite there being you know, two elite matchups and, and Brain Hopi and goal, Freddie Anderson's been solid, uh, although I think he's probably not starting since he went last night. Right. Uh, there's some great, great players you can look at tonight. Yeah, I love the call on Johansson, and for the Maple Leafs, I'll also say Mitch Marner. He's a highlight reel waiting to happen every night. This figures to be a wide-open game right up his alley. So even though he's slated to play third-line minutes, there's no third line in Toronto. It, you could interchange any of the top three units. He gets power play time. The Leafs power play, one of the most dynamic in the league. I think that's a guy you watch tonight, too. And another guy for Washington, of course, Evgeny Kuznetsov. It shocks me when I see a price tag of $5,500 on a guy who's arguably the most skilled player on this team, uh, in my opinion. He really can dangle and, and really a great great guy to watch because Leafs would be focused on the Ovechkin line, which is the number one unit. So they might not throw their best defensive uh, options against Kuznetsov, a guy to watch for at that price tag. And of course, when you mention the disparity in goal, uh, McElhinney is a guy who's been a filler for the Leafs, played adequately uh, at times. And uh, But on the other side, you got Brayton Holtby. If you can fit this guy in, 
you got to take a shot at it for $9,400. If the caps are on fire, they could put a bunch in on, on McElhinney tonight on the other side of the coin. So you're looking for a sure win. Uh, maybe you go with with the Washington goalie, but I think the Leafs will offer, offer up some resistance, even though it's the second of back-to-backs. Next up, then, we'll take a look at the Red Wings in Ottawa. I watched this game last night after the Leaf game ended, and, and it was it's a rematch tonight in Motown. They were in Ottawa last night. The game went to overtime, and I didn't think the shootout would ever end, but the, the, overtime, <laughs> the overtime was fantastic. Up and down the ice they went. And, uh, you know, the Red Wings are trying to play spoiler, and they did the Leafs a bit of a favor by taking at least a point away from Ottawa. But I look for the Senators to try and rebound tonight. Uh, let's take a look at some of the players. AJ, what do you think about this matchup? Well, yeah, as you mentioned, Ottawa are in the mix uh, with Boston, Toronto, and Tampa for that those remaining spots in the East. I think, fortunately for Ottawa, they get the easiest matchup of the night against Detroit. Uh, this is a team that struggled all season long. Uh, I do think that game last night is a key argument towards why we should have an extended uh, uh, playoff, or I'm sorry, extended overtime rather than going to the shootout it was exciting uh throughout that uh that five minutes there and so i think uh this game for no better reason than what we saw last night was a great highlight for why they need to change the overtime rules uh as far as players to look at it it does look like it'll be condon uh against howard tonight in the goals uh but i would definitely check rotowire's uh, starting goalie grid because the Sens could understandably decide to go back to Anderson uh, with so much on the line, the postseason right there. Condon's been great for them. He hasn't uh, settled quite as well as a backup, so they might double up Anderson tonight. So definitely one to watch out for. Uh, I also like Eric Carlson, 7,300. He's back in the lineup. Got a power play goal and an assist and seven shots uh, last night now that he's uh, back to healthy. Uh, and then finally, one kind of value guy I found out there, Franz Nielsen, 4,800 for Detroit. Two goals, two assists in his last three, 11 shots on net, and averaging uh, 17 minutes and 11 seconds uh, you know, per game. So I think he's a, a value guy that you can find on a Detroit team that's probably going to be uh, pretty minimally owned as they head into this matchup. Yeah, and I'll make a note that uh, we show currently on the FanDuel site, Peter Mrazek is the projected goalie. He played last night and faced 45 shots. I don't see how he goes back in the net tonight, AJ, so I expect that to change Jimmy Howard unless I miss my guess. He's priced at $8,100. For his part, Mrazek, 76, so there's cheap goalie options here all on both sides of the puck because Gondon comes in at $8,100. If you get the right guy in the net, tonight that's going to set you up for the rest of your roster in terms of the other players that i that i want to highlight kyle tourist a first line center who is a, a real dynamic part of the ottawa offense he's had a great run of late yet he's only priced at fifty seven hundred dollars when you consider that this guy is one of their game breakers he got three points last night he got a couple of points in another game a couple of games ago and really has been uh, consistent scoring he hasn't gone more than three games without a point for the last several uh, last month and a half I don't think so uh, I think he's ready to put on another show tonight and another guy who straightened himself out a little bit is Gustav Nyquist at $5,300 this guy is too skilled a player to not uh, be a consideration he's got two goals and one assist in his last couple of games and he's playing upwards of 20 minutes a game in his last three efforts so they're starting to get some value out of him in Detroit and they're playing his butt off it seems and uh, so you got to jump on that Thomas Tatar another guy who's seeing a lot of ice time on the first line for $5,200 these are all good price points for for pretty dynamic skilled players in that game should be a lot of up and down stuff a wide open affair the Jets and St. Louis fig- figures to be another explosive affair, in my opinion, AJ. The Jets are a minus 170 favorite. The over-under set at 5.5 for an 8 o'clock start. Yeah, and, and the Blues are in a tough spot when it comes to the postseason, regardless of what happens uh, at the end here. I mean, right now they're going to get Minnesota, but if they fall behind Nashville, they could end up with uh, you know Anaheim or Chicago. Uh, so there are no good outcomes, I think. Uh, for the Blues as far as what the postseason is going to look like. It's a tough matchup any uh, any way they slice it. Uh, and the Jets, they, they called up a handful of youngsters yesterday. Uh, they're in kind of evaluate the organization mode uh, for next season. So it'll be interesting to see what you get out of them tonight. Uh, certainly these youngsters could uh, you know, produce and, and show some flashes of talent, um, but you know they could also really struggle. Uh, it's hard to know what you're going to get out of them tonight. Uh, players that I like tonight, you got Jake Allen at 8,900 in the Nets. 
Uh, he's given up just one goal in each of his last three outings. And as I mentioned, the Jets are going very young tonight, have struggled uh, with injuries on the blue line. So that could make this a good matchup for Allen. And then on the flip side, Nikolai Ehlers for 5,700. He's averaging 21.3 fantasy points in his last three games. He's playing top line minutes alongside uh, Shifley and Wheeler. So he's another guy to target a good value option there. And uh, you know what? I got to say, Patrick Laine has uh, struggled with injury issues and, and really not finding the net with regularity. He's got three points in his last 10 games, kind of fading down the stretch. And uh, still, you see that reflected in his price tag. It's dipped below $7,000. If you believe in a rebound, he's a good, a good value play at 6600 bucks tonight, but not the way he's been playing. I don't like what I see out of him right now. I think maybe there's not much gas left in the tank with what he's gone through physically and maybe mentally. Uh, the grind got to him a little bit. But uh, there are other players to target here. Nikolai Ehlers, like you say, this is one, one of the more dynamic aspects of a uh, pretty explosive Jets offense. He's been delivering the goods of late, and he's priced at $5,700. If you want to go bargain hunting, I, I love colton pareko in this match at $4,300 this guy's got a howitzer of a slap shot and winnipeg's goaltending's been pretty suspect so if they load up at the point on in st louis uh, this could be a guy who who gives you some great value at the lower end of the spectrum there uh aj let's go to the islanders versus nashville this is a couple of teams that also can light it up offensively (coughs) nashville's defensive depth has been something of a storyline that i've watched all year long and the islanders defense is a bit of a uh a mystery right now uh, they're trying to figure out who who can even play with some of the injuries it seems every night that there's a key guy missing there and the net mining on both sides has been a little bit suspect though Rennie has found his game of late yeah well again mathematically the aisles are still in it uh, but without John Tavares who's expected to miss the rest of the the regular season uh, I really give them almost no shot of making it uh, they just don't have the supporting talent around him that's been their problem all season is whoever was paired with Tavares kind of got this boost, but there wasn't really anybody else that could help him. So without him, I just don't see them making it. Uh, the Preds are in. They're they're locked into the postseason. It's just a matter of determining what their first-round matchup is going to look like. Uh, you mentioned Peke Rini for 8,500. I like him tonight. He's coming off a shutout win right. over the Wild. Uh, seems to be back on track. And like I said, for all the problems in uh, with the Islanders, I think it makes it a good matchup for him. I also like Philip Forsberg. For 7,500, he's got two goals and an assist in his last three games. That's got him averaging uh, uh, 12.7 points on the year uh, on FanDuel. And so he's definitely been there for most of the season. He's hot right now. Uh, So another player to target. The price tag's a little high. I think I'd uh, be more locked in on him if it was a little lower, maybe closer to 7,000. But definitely worth a look. Yeah, one more note on Rene. Ten goals against his last seven games after a, a rough stretch. He, he's on his A game right now. Price at $8,500. Opposite at the end of the, end of the ice is Thomas Grice, who struggled for a while of late, and he's only priced at $7,800. That's reflective of, of his ongoing struggle. So I think a real disparity in goal, as well as up front, has me leaning heavily in Nashville's favor in that tilt. Uh, we'll go to the next game now. It's the Hurricanes at Minnesota, the homestanding wild, a minus 170 favorite. Over under set at five and a half for that eight o'clock start. Uh, AJ, what are your thoughts? Well, surprisingly, this game doesn't really have any sort of playoff implications despite Minnesota being in it. I mean, the Canes are pretty much out of it, um, and the Wild are locked into the number two spot. They, they can't catch Chicago, uh, and they can't be caught either. Uh, so, you know, you could uh, see some guys potentially getting some rest for Minnesota. Uh, you know, they might decide uh, to, you know, give a guy a night off. They did that with the goaltenders when they called up Stallock and gave him a start uh, before sending him back down. So uh, looking for guys, you're definitely going to watch, want to watch uh, and make sure they're in the lineup. One guy I definitely uh, wouldn't expect to see get rested is Martin Hansel. He's at just 5,100, two goals, two assists in his last four games. Uh, that's a 17.6% shooting percentage in his last 10 outings. Uh, so he's definitely converting uh, his opportunities at a pretty significant rate. And so I like him tonight, despite you'll see, I believe, a third line uh, designation on him. That's not something that concerns me at all. This guy was a top player when he was with Arizona. Uh, he's looking to make a, a deep run into the postseason. So I, I like everything he can offer, especially 
for 5100 bucks. Yeah, you know what? I got to say something about the goaltending here, particularly on Minnesota's side. Devin Dubnik, he's been one of the star goalies in the NHL for the last couple of seasons, but he, he's come through a bit of a tough time. There's some threes and some fives in his recent goals against uh, game log that dropped his price tag from the elite level down to $8,300 tonight, even though it looks like a pretty nice matchup against the visiting uh, Carolina team. If this guy has his game in order tonight, the goal scoring could be low on Carolina's side of ledger, so could be an interesting contrarian play if people, uh, not too many people believe on him. I'll, I'll, I'll look for the ownership stats to see how heavily owned he might be, but uh, I don't expect it to be a big number tonight in that tilt. And uh, let's go on to the next game, AJ, and that is the uh, Coyotes at Dallas, two teams that really the season wound up for them a while back, and Dallas is a 180 favorite, over-under set at 5.5. Oliver Ekman-Larsen done for the year, a note that just came across the wires late yesterday, uh, and uh, so they'll shut him down. That means that a weak Coyotes defense got gets considerably weaker, and the Dallas Stars offensive players must be looking forward to this tilt. Yeah, I mean, the only thing this game could really impact is going to be the draft order for next season. <laughs> uh, there's not much else going on. And, you know, you mentioned the, the weak Coyotes defense, but for me, there's really nobody in this game that I'm targeting. Uh, ben and Sagan have both been slumping, and I just don't think they're worth those price tags that they got on them. I mean, Sagan's 7800 Ben 7400 That's just too much for guys that have been playing uh, so poorly, even with a solid matchup coming up. On the flip side, Vibrata and Dome, they're going to cost less, but their production is still not there either. And so I, I just don't see targeting them tonight. Uh, so from that standpoint, for me personally, I'm avoiding this game. Uh, Paul, maybe you have some diamonds in the rough here, some guys that you look at, but for, for my money, I'm not spending on either side of this matchup. You know what? I came up with a tournament play on both ends of the spectrum here. I've got Christian Dvorak at $3,700. That's a uh, wild play in some people's eyes, but he's slated to play first line minutes and he's on the power play there. So I, I wouldn't shy away from him. And then Devin Shore priced at $3,400 projected at first line minutes for Dallas. So you got first liners way below the, the, the line, uh, as far as I'm concerned, who might produce interesting value. Certainly they'll shape the rest of your roster to give you flexibility elsewhere. So uh, good tournament plays, in my opinion, on both sides of the spectrum won't be widely owned either so these are the type of guys should they deliver will really make a difference at the end of your day and uh, i might take a look at one of them to fit into my roster tonight we'll get back to one team that's in contention and one team that's not the black hawks at colorado this looks like the biggest mismatch on the board aj the hawks are a heavy minus 280 favorite uh, against colorado at nine o'clock in the mile high city yeah the hawks uh have clinched uh, the central division after you know there was a stretch there where we thought minnesota might dethrone them uh, but the wilds started kind of tanking for for a bit there uh, and chicago surged like they always do and so they've got the central locked up i do think they'd be hard pressed to, to catch the capitals for the president's trophy again it's mathematically possible um, but i think they'd have to be perfect and the capitals would have to go winless so uh, I, I don't see that happening uh, on the flip side, Colorado have also locked up the best odds of winning uh, the draft lottery next year. So everything's locked up for both these teams. Uh, nothing really to worry about from there. Uh, you mentioned targeting, you know, kind of hot goalies. Uh, the best options here. Corey Crawford is 8,600 facing the worst team in the league. I don't see how you can't at least consider putting him in the lineup. Although I, for me, he's an absolute lock tonight. Uh, he's, you know, uh, below that 9,000 price tag. So you don't have to pay that elite level number for getting a great matchup. Uh, another player I like here, uh, Rickard panic is 4,900 tonight. He's got two goals, two assists in his last four outings. His shots have been down in the last two. And so that's definitely concerning. Uh, and so for me, I don't think I'd use him in a 50, 50 or a multiplier. I think I'm only looking at him really for GPP, hoping that those shot numbers will be back up and he can get one against the ads, which is definitely a possibility for anybody on this Blackhawks team. And if you're looking for some bargain basement type players, Matt Duchesne, $4,000 price tag. I don't think we've seen that, AJ, all year long. This guy's first line minutes 
uh, every night for Colorado. Uh, if they're going to get any offense, uh, it's got to go through him, I think. And, you know, special teams might be a way for him to land some of that. And then another one of their uh, game breakers, Gabriel Landeskog at 4,200. So, again, if you're looking for contrarian plays, these are first-line players, really skilled players in this case, that we all recognize against Chicago. If they catch the Hawks on an off night, it'll be because these guys have a good evening. And if they do, tournament players that bet on them, who uh, who have the guts to bet on them, will, will be rewarded handsomely. Uh, let's go on to the next game, AJ, and that is the... Where are we now? Uh, yeah, claims and Anaheim. Sorry, folks. The Anaheim Ducks minus 145 favorite. The over-under set at five for that 10 o'clock start. A game with some big-time implications. Both teams competing for the the primo playoff spots out west. Yeah, and right now this uh, is slated to be kind of a, a first-round series preview matchup, um, but I would be surprised to see everything kind of stay where it is. Uh, there's still a lot of moving parts in the Pacific Division as far as who's going to come out on top, who's going to end up with a wild card. Uh, so a lot to be determined. But right now it's a preview of what we'll see in the postseason. Uh, there's a couple guys here uh, that I kind of like. Uh, Corey Perry, 6,100. Uh, he's cooled off in his last two, but prior to that, he had four goals in as many games uh, before this little bit of a cool off. I expect him to be back. He's a guy that produces uh, when his team needs him the most. And so I think this is definitely one of those situations. And then Patrick Eves for 5,400. Again, I, I said this uh, in one of our previous shows. It almost seems like FanDuel still thinks he's on the stars with <laughs> where they're pricing him at. He's got five goals in five games two of which have come on the power play uh, and 5,400 is just such a low price tag for this guy. Uh, he almost has to be uh, in your lineup tonight or at least take a good strong look at it if you can fit him in. And the goaltending matchup is uh, guys that uh, are first liners on both their respective clubs. John Gibson is back for Anaheim. They're going to play him quite a bit down the stretch, I think, to get his game in order. He's priced at $8,700. Brian Elliott, who's had a fine second half for Calgary at $8,400. This is a pick and then the Nets for me, AJ. And I might just stay away from that net mining battle altogether. But I look down the list and I look at Cam Fowler at $5,000. He's a guy who's going to find his way into my lineup because uh, a lot of the offense that Anaheim does generate comes through him. He's had a fantastic year, and that's a pretty attractive price tag in this one for me. Another guy that I like on the other side of the coin is TJ Brody, who is one of the most agile defensemen, underrated because of some of the guys he plays with in in Calgary and Dougie Hamilton and Mark Giordano. But I like Brody's game a lot, and uh, at $4,400 to me, great value there on the blue line. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of injury notes here that maybe make Fowler an even better bet for me when I see Hampus Lindholm and Sammy Vatnan as game-time decisions with upper body injuries. They're both slated to be as day-to-day right now. So that's that's what I think about that matchup. Uh, we're getting to the end of the list here, AJ. A couple more games to go to, and that's the Oilers in, in Los Angeles. This is a team that makes the playoffs against a team that probably they took their place as the Oilers have had a great year and the Kings have not. Yet the Kings are a 120 favorite at home. The over-under set at five for that 10-30 start. As you said, the Kings are out of it. Uh, and you talked a little earlier about how they couldn't co- overcome that Jonathan Quick injury. Although for me, I think, and for you, uh, the bigger concern was their lack of offense. Right. I, I think they got decent goaltending with Quick out. Now, was it elite level, top end net mining like they're used to? Certainly not. Um, but they've had uh, both Bishop and Budai at, at points have been solid for them. So I, I really think the offense is what let them down the most this season. The Oilers are in uh, quite the fight here at the end of the season. They're trying to chase down Anaheim. They're just two points back. And so this would be a huge win for them uh, getting to where they need to be. Now, uh, Connor McDavid's coming in at $9,200 tonight. That's more than either of the netminders in this matchup. And so that is a tough cost to try and figure out. But he's averaging a point per game on the year. And that's got him uh, averaging 24.4 fantasy points on FanDuel over his last 10 games. That's an astronomical number there. And he's just been so, so consistent that you have to try and find value maybe if you want to squeak him in. Paul's highlighted a ton of people. uh, So maybe if you want to use McDavid, go back re-listen to what Paul has talked about as some GPP options here that you can pair along with him. If you don't want to pay that price tag, Leon Dreisaitl at 7200 That's $2,000 cheaper. 
He's got four goals and five assists in his last six games playing on that top line with McDavid. And so you can get some of that McDavid bump there uh, by using Drysaddle tonight if you don't want to pay that price tag. Yeah, and I like Patrick Maroon in this one for the same reason. At $5,100, he's, he's got the assignment on the, on the wing with, with, I think, the best player in hockey. More to say about him later, too. So that's one great value. Then I look at the defense uh, for Edmonton. They've got a lot of uh, mileage out of Cle- Oscar Clefbaum, who looks like the real deal and a real uh, guy who could real, really be a linchpin in terms of being a power play quarterback over there for many years uh, behind that great offense. He's only priced at $4,400, AJ. This is, to me, one of the screaming hot values on the board tonight, too. Uh, Jerome McGinley, on the other side of the coin, is playing first line minutes for L.A., you know, he, he, his best days are well behind him. He's priced at $4,300. That's a guy at the low end that I think I would fade in this matchup just because I, I don't think there's a lot of mileage left in the tank. Uh, nothing to play for here. He has three goals and, and one assist his last four games. So I think some people are going to jump on him at this price tag, but I'm staying away because I just think Edmonton's uh, going to steamroll Los Angeles tonight in this one. And we come to the end of our schedule, AJ, for this evening. A couple of teams, uh, one team going in, one team not. The Canucks visiting San Jose. I, this is a tough game for a visiting team to play when they got nothing to play for, I, I think, AJ. And the price tag is reflected on it here. The over-under set at minus 270. Uh, sorry, the, the line is two, minus 270. And the over-under set at 5 for the final game on our slate, a 10.30 start. What say you about Vancouver and San Jose? Well, the Sharks are looking at a first-round matchup uh, against Edmonton right now if nothing were to change. And I think that uh, series would be right up there with pens and jackets as, as the two kind of premier uh, matchups to watch in the first round. Uh, but as I mentioned before, there's still plenty that can change this week. Uh, a couple uh, Sharks players that, that I'll mention, uh, Brent Bird, 7,500. Now he's back into a little bit of a slump, pointless in his last three um, but I think he can still shake that off. I think Vancouver's a, a good matchup for him to get one in and get back to, to scoring. Uh, and so for me, this little slump just only served to kind of keep his price tag down uh, below that 8,000 number. So I think he's still worth targeting. And then the other Sharks player, like Patrick Marlowe, 5,800. He's already on the second line with Couture out, and now he could be on the first line with Joe Thornton out. And so you're getting a pretty good first line value if both of those guys are unable to suit up tonight. So watch the Rotowire injury page to make sure that, uh, you know, Thornton and Couture are going to be out and then, you know, maybe look at targeting Patrick Marlowe tonight. You know, I was wondering why Martin Jones is only priced at $8,400 uh, in this matchup, one of the more lopsided ones on the board for me. Then I look at his goals against Log in the last little while. One goal against the last last game, that's great. But what about four, three, four, seven, three in the five prior to that? That's why I think the price tag is a little bit dampened here. But I think this is too good of a game and too much of a one-sided affair where Jones doesn't manage to keep things at uh, two, one, or maybe even zero goals against tonight. So a pretty good value option there, I think, uh, in terms of the net-minding matchup. If you're looking down the list a little bit and maybe wonder, uh, the Sedins are, pri- well, Henrik Sedin, $4,600. I don't think I've seen that all year long, AJ. Oh. And so maybe that's one way to go if you're a contrarian play. But uh, Al- and Alex Edler, I always like to highlight him, another guy who's a key part of their power play there. So for 44, uh, less than $4,500, you get a couple of great value players there. Thomas Hurdle's a guy on the other side of the coin who's factor, who has been a factor in uh, whatever resurgence in, in the second half San Jose's had offensively. He's uh, got two goals in his last game. Uh, breaking a bit of a slump uh, in recent weeks so maybe that's a guy if you're on San Jose that if you think his game is in order based on the last night out $4,000 play is is pretty attractive there so other than that the usual suspects are priced accordingly you'll have to pay for a guy like a Joe Pavelski and Brent Burns uh, has come off uh, He's been slumping offensively, let's be frank, in the last month and a half, but still a premium defenseman in the league and priced at $7,500 in this lopsided matchup. If you're going to go big on defense, maybe the big guy does deliver, and uh, if he does, that's one of the lower price tags we've seen on him all year long. AJ, we've given people a lot of things to think about in terms of our breakdowns of these games, but now it's time for us to decide who do we fit into our best lineups tonight. Who have you got at center? Well, I went value on both my picks. Uh, I mentioned both these guys early. Viteri uh, Filpula for uh, the Flyers at 3700 He's been uh, red hot lately, kind of helped them uh, maybe chase down a, a 
postseason run, but unfortunately they're not going to make it. So that does concern me a little bit that there might be some drop off when there's nothing to play for. Um, but I expect uh, still him to, to continue uh, with that hot hand. And then I also have Franz Nielsen, uh, 4,800. Again, they're kind of just playing spoiler tonight, but I like uh, what he's been doing lately. And that value at 4,800 is just too good to pass up on. So a lot of value for me at the center position. Paul, what does the middle of your lineup shake out as? You know what? I got stars in my eyes. I, I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching uh, the Leafs signature player, Austin Matthews, play lights out hockey. And I know they got a tough matchup. And he's priced at $7,400. But the, the young guy, he's, he's locked up the Rookie of the Year award. Let's just say that, first of all. He's got goals in his last five games, AJ. And uh, all of a sudden, at 39 goals, he's within hailing distance even of Sidney Crosby should he get, get hot for the final week, which is, to me, incredible incredible i don't see it happening and i see you shaking your head in the background but hey if he finishes second to sid the kid i'm thrilled and and i mean i like what i've seen i love what i've seen out of this guy he's a guy who pours shots on goal at a very high rate six shots on goal in three of his last five games and i think he continues that tonight in in what should be a wide open affair against against the capitals so one guy that i'm on there in a big way and I, I've partnered him with Kyle Touris. I mentioned Touris is a guy who I've watched ever since uh, the World Juniors uh, years ago. And I love the offensive game that this guy has. He's priced at $5,700. And I said it before, in the crunch games, uh, your best players have to be your best players. And for the last month, Kyle Touris, to my mind, has been one of the best players on the Senators roster. And, and really good value most nights in FanDuel play. Tonight, I think he, he has a chance to be a real good delivery of some value here at a price tag that's a little lower than I would have expected when I saw it at 5700 So I spent up a little bit on Matthews, but I think I'm going to get good value out of tourists too. And uh, what about four wingers, AJ? Yeah, so there's, uh, I, I didn't do this intentionally, but looking at my four wingers, there's definitely a common uh, theme that runs through all four of them. And that theme is uh, top line guys playing with top talent and so trying to cash in on that top talent without having to pay their prices. Right. And that starts with Willie Nylander of Toronto, 6,400. He's going to be paired up with Matthews. Uh, it's a tough matchup against Braden Holby. Uh, there's no bones about that. But he, as you highlighted, Paul, he can throw up a stinker every now and then. Uh, and so hopefully uh, for my lineup and for your lease that happens tonight, I continue that trend with Nikolai Ehlers, who I talked about, 5,700. He's with the top line, uh, Shifley and Wheeler on on the Jets, and so that's another uh, good uh, pairing there. Uh, The matchup, again, is a little bit tough. Jake Allen's been solid of late, um, but they've also been known to give up some goals, especially after they lost Shattenkirk on on the D. Uh, Their defense is just not the same as it has been. I go to Rick uh, Rick or Panic with uh, Chicago. He gets the plum matchup, 4,900, going up against uh, the Avs, and he's going to be along with uh, Jonathan Taves, and so that's a good spot for him. And then finally, Jake Gunsel, 4,700. Uh, he's playing with Sid the Kid, and so uh, definitely a trend of finding guys playing top-line minutes with elite talent, and so that's what I ended up doing. It wasn't intentional from the start. I just noticed it now as I was looking back over my wingers. Uh, Paul, what did you do with your four guys? All right. Well, I went a little bit different. I wanted to see matchups in some cases and other t- other cases I did look at, at players, like you say, who have uh, the opportunity to play with some stars and might not be priced at the star level. So I'll begin with Wayne Simmons. I think he gets a, a pretty very favorable matchup tonight against a New Jersey team that's lost six games in a row. And Simmons, for my money, he's my favorite Philadelphia player if I can pick one. I just love the fact that he's got the size, he's got the skill, and really he's got heart and he plays every night all out i've never seen this guy take a day off when i've seen him play lots of times against leafs and makes sense because he he's a local guy and uh i got a lot of time for a guy who plays it the way he does at sixty five hundred dollars and given the price matchup that he has rather i think this is too good to pass up uh, a real good opportunity for him to light it up tonight I'll also add Zach Parise, who's recently been returned to the Minnesota roster and uh, at pri- uh, priced at $6,500. I think he's one of the more dynamic players in this offense. It's really deep, and I think they've got a real good matchup at home tonight, too, so I like him there. Patrick Maroon, obviously a sidekick to, to McDavid, and Dreisaitl, priced at $5,100 to me, one of the greatest values on the board. And then Marcus Johansson gets to play with all that star power in Washington, and he's priced at only $5,300 in what should be could be a pretty high scoring affair in Toronto so uh, 
compelling cases for me for the four wingers of choice. I think this is really the heart of my lineup tonight that gives me pause to think I got a shot to cash for real. And uh, on defense, AJ, you got two guys for me. Yeah, so I, I start uh, generally when I build a lineup, I start with my goalie, then I work my way back, centers, wingers, and I end at D. Paul, uh, both of us have talked all season long, especially on Thursdays, uh, DFS show about you know finding value uh, on the defense. And so usually that's the last spot that I end up at. Well, for me, I found so much value in the rest of my lineup. I found myself flush with cash when I got to my defenders. And so I'm paying up for both of the big guys tonight, Brent Burns at 7,500 and Eric Carlson at 7,300. I think they're poised to have good games. I like both their, their matchups tonight. Uh, they've been, uh, Carlson especially has been hot lately. I think Burns can get out of that slump against Vancouver. And so with the money to spare, uh, there is no reason for me not to spend up to the two big powerhouses. Uh, Paul, uh, it looks like you took a little bit of a different approach on your blue line. Uh, who you got? Well, I, I, I spoke uh, glowingly of Fowler for sure earlier at $5,000. So I think he's one of the better values on the board, given the fact that a couple of the other guys that he runs with normally are dinged up. So they're going to lean on him heavily for the offense. And in Minnesota, they're playing the butt off of a guy like Ryan Sutter. Uh, and so uh, I, I like him in, in this matchup against Carolina, a team that doesn't have anything to play for, and Minnesota does. So at $4,900, I think I got good value there. For $5,900, for $9,900, I get two defensemen, first liners. You paid over $15,000 for them almost, <laughs> it looks like, or fourteen eight if I do my math correctly. So uh, it, it's interesting to see the disparity there, but uh, I'll be curious to see who outpoints who in that particular matchup later. Uh, the goaltenders, I don't think we're going to surprise anybody with our picks. Who did you go with? Yeah, well, I, I originally was going to go with the guy I think you're going to highlight. Uh, so just to give a different option here, I actually do like Peke Rene tonight at 8,500 against the John Tavares-less uh, Islanders. Uh, they don't have their top guy. Uh, Grice hasn't been great uh, in goal. Their defense is just so questionable at best. Uh, and so I would expect uh, Rene to get the 12 points uh, for the win and everything else will just be bonus on top as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Paul, your backstop of choice. Yeah, he was yours too, I'm sure. That's Corey Crawford of Chicago at $8,600. You know what? When you had a lopsided line in your favor, and, and it's based on the disparity between these two teams. I'm shocked his price tag wasn't over $9,000, so i got to jump all over this. Save some money over some of the other high-end goalies on the list. But, uh, boy, $8,600 to get Corey Crawford in this one, I'm thrilled. So that's what our thoughts were on these, uh, these choices. AJ, I know you ran the Optimizer, a great tool to set lineups every night. What does it say? Yeah, so the, the Optimizer does not share... Uh, my concerns I expressed earlier about Dallas against Arizona, uh, it's actually got uh, both the guys that I said don't t- <laughs> don't take. It's got Tyler Sagan at, at center for 7,800. He's paired alongside one of your uh, highlights, Thomas Hurdle, for uh, the Sharks at 4,000. Uh, and then the wingers, Optimizer paying up for Patrick Kane at 8,900. Uh, they've got a great matchup. That's That's a pretty good play there. Jamie Benz, that other star that I mentioned not to take, the optimizer, not as concerned. He's 7,400 tonight. And then it goes uh, very cheap for the other two wingers, something the optimizer is pretty prone to do. Uh, John Hayden of Chicago, he was seeing some top-line minutes. He slid all the way down to fourth. But at 3,400, the optimizer likes him and likes that matchup tonight. And then Jason Dickinson for Dallas. He's a third-line player. Uh, he's just 3,000, so I think that's the optimizer looking more at uh, at the matchup here and finding a guy that's low on a price tag that's going to play uh, on goal or in uh, on defense rather. Eric Carlson is in the optimizer lineup for 7,300. It, it likes him there uh, tonight. I think that's a great pick, obviously. And then uh, John Carlson for Washington, uh, 4,600. That's another player that that I don't think we mentioned, but he's worth uh, taking a look at against your Maple Leafs tonight. And then no surprise here, the Optimizer uh, ending its lineup with Corey Crawford in goal for 8,600. I just think that's too good of a matchup, too uh, one-sided of a line to really pass up on him tonight. You know what? I was flipping a coin between Sutter and Carlson on my defense core. I did see that price tag at $4,600, one of the other screaming hot values. I love the the fact that you mentioned it there because we would be remiss in not bringing up the fact that the Capitals' linchpin uh, on defense is a price that low it's it's uh, another screaming hot value as i like to say 
Well, we're going to take a bit of a turn here. We also want to give thanks to our sponsors at FanDuel with a reminder that baseball fans, the wait is over. Baseball is back, which means FanDuel is back, and it's better than ever. FanDuel, where fantasy baseball is there for everyday fans. There's new contests starting every day. No busted season. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against other fans. New this year, they've added an upgraded experience. I can't wait to get into this because how many times have we been burned early? There's late, <laughs> late swap contests. You can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual game. No more worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. No late non-late swap contests are still available too there's updated scoring quality starts were added so your pitchers will have more control over their own performance which is another great feature that i like they also have a friends mode aj maybe we should set something up this year where we can create a league (laughs) for our friends choose the days you play each week contests will be created for you automatically plus a leaderboard will keep track of how all of you stack up against each other well they suck me in already here aj (laughs) i love the baseball season of course uh, there's something to look forward to every day and it's uh, there's a lot of players to go through with a full slate of uh, names uh, how do you prepare for this uh, on a daily basis yeah one of the tools i, I definitely love uh, that rotowire has that i use for for baseball lineups is the batters versus pitcher matchup right it'll show you hot cold uh, who's performed well against various pitchers what pitchers have performed well against teams uh, so it really gives me an idea of guys i might want to target guys I want to avoid. And so I'll kind of take that information, uh, pick out a, a handful of guys to target. And then I head over to the lineup optimizer. That's kind of my go-to tool for fantasy baseball. Uh, I do like it for fantasy hockey, basketball, uh, NFL, all the sports, but uh, for baseball, especially, I lean uh, pretty heavily on the, uh, the optimizer. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned is head to head histories. I mean, when you're talking about some histories between batters that's, and pitchers, that's like 40 and 50 at bats, that's significant enough for me to really feel good about some of the guys that have performed well on either side of that, that kind of a situation. So it's one of my go-to things, but certainly Rotowire offers all kinds of tools in that regard that, uh, that uh, we can study and prepare for and uh, work with on FanDuel. So we'll remind you to have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. In fact, there's a special offer for new user- users. Deposit today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RW. And we'll remind you also to join us Thursdays when we take a fuller look at lineup options in the NHL version of the DFS Fantasy Sports Pods that Rotowire puts out every day. And we'll also remind you that next week we're going to go Monday to Friday, all baseball, all the time in the DFS uh, portion of our pod schedule. So this will be this will be uh, the last week we do NBA and NHL. So you can look forward to AJ and us and me doing the Thursday pod for hockey. But next week we switch to to baseball uh, full on. And now that brings us to the stud of the week. I cannot wait to get to this. <laughs> AJ, the Calder race is over. And I think you owe me a dollar here. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. As Austin Matthews has finished the season with a tremendous scoring binge, poised to set rookie records for points after smash for the Leafs. He already did that after smashing the club's rookie goal mark last week. Next time he puts one in, it's 40 for the season. That's a remarkable total. The highest scoring U.S. rookie ever. And uh, I'm proud to say he he's done it in style. He's done it with without any, much much in terms of the histrionics and not overly celebrating goals and so on. This guy's all business. He's got captain material written all over him. He's tied for second in the league in goal scoring. Uh, another remarkable feat. Just I could gush for him, on him forever. We only got a little bit of time left, so I won't go on. But he's got the most game-winning goals in a season by a Leaf since they tracked that stat top five and even the strength goals in the league of for all players all while playing with two rookies and facing top checkers and deep pairs and and i already said look at what line has done down the stretch we were waiting for something of a separator between the two players who've been great all season long now we've seen it in terms of a tie, I got a tie here, though. Uh, I'm going to add Connor McDavid. He gets my vote for league MVP, AJ. I know that might ruffle your feathers a little bit, 
but let's face it, he leads the league in scoring with 94 points, so he'll soon clinch the Art Ross as well. Crosby has had a great year. Don't get me wrong, and I won't get, I want to upset you, partner, but he's had a better supporting cast also, in my opinion. The Oilers, for their part, are finally head of the playoffs, and I don't think they make it without their young captain, and really, that's the measure of the uh, most valuable player, in my opinion. What's the difference that he makes to each uh, to their team? And you can't make a bigger case than what McDavid has done for Edmonton this year. The guy's got a, a unique ability to play the game at a super top speed that I have never seen before. And I don't see it anywhere else in the NHL. He's one of a kind, and he has really separated himself from the pack this year. Yeah, well, you know, Matthew's late season numbers, uh, eight goals and four assists uh, in his last nine outings. That's the sign of the type of player he is. Uh, To put his team on his back in order to make sure they get into the postseason is what you look for in the best players in the world. Uh, He's certainly not done yet. The Leafs are still locked in in a battle for that playoff spot, but it looks like he's going to do whatever it takes to guarantee some bonus hockey in Toronto. Uh, As far as the MVP vote, I can't disagree with your assessment, Paul. Uh, McDavid leads the league in points per game at 1.21. He's got six game-winning goals, 24 power play points, uh, and he needs just six more points to clear the 100-point mark uh, with four games to go. It'll be interesting to watch to see if he can get there. Uh, I also saw earlier today that today is the anniversary of uh, another former Oiler, Wayne Gretzky, securing his 212-point season. It's amazing what he did there, and it's unbelievable that uh, the leading scorer this season might not get to 100 while you have a guy like Gretzky that put up 212. Uh, The only player to ever cross that 200-point mark did it three times, but today's the anniversary of that 212 season, so just wanted to throw that in there as well for our listeners. Yeah, you know what? Just a comment about that. The NHL is far different and far improved from the era that Gretzky played in. I'll say the goaltending was absolutely dreadful, I'll, I'll add, in that era. And that's why some of the goal-scoring totals were so high. Defense was a rumor in most games' <laughs> game plan. Now it's defense first. And, and so a 100-point season is truly one heck of an accomplishment. And, in fact, even a 90-point season is a great accomplishment in the modern NHL. So Mr. Gretzky's records are all safe and sound, in my opinion. But... You won't count me as a guy who says he's the best player who ever played. He played in the most wide-open era, and he benefited from it. For me, it's number four, Bobby Orr, who changed the game forever uh, from the defense position, and no other player had an impact on games the way he did in his heyday. And I'm old enough to say that I saw some of it anyway. Now, the rant of the week, AJ, I had something else in mind, but you came up with a beauty after I sent you the script, and it's really topical. So I'm going to let you run with it, and I'll give you my thoughts when you're done. Yeah, Paul, for the rant of the week, we have to talk about the fact that the NHL is apparently out for the 2018 Olympics. Uh, In my mind, I think this is an absolute travesty for the sport. Uh, You mentioned uh, uh, Matthews numbers as the the highest uh, scoring rookie uh, in the in U.S. history. Well, great. We're not going to see him play uh, for Team USA, apparently, at the Olympics. Uh, we'll just give the, uh, the Olympic gold medal to Russia now as they stack it full of KHL guys, I'm sure. Uh, and, and this, you know, I think it's still going to be worth watching if, if you're a diehard fan like Paul and I. Um, but it was a marquee event at the Winter Olympics. And now it's kind of been relegated to the same status of soccer at the Summer Olympics. Yeah, you watch it, but nobody really cares that much because it's not the biggest event out there. Uh, I can't believe that NBC didn't chime in on this ahead of time to get the NHL and the IOC on the same page. They've shelled out big money to cover both the Olympics uh, and the NHL. They're major partners with both of them. And you have to imagine that this is going to impact the uh, viewership of both events in February 2018. So I can't believe that this is happening. I think it's a terrible decision uh, by the league. Hopefully some of the owners will uh, decide to let a handful of their guys go. Uh, I know they've uh, in Washington, this has been a big topic of conversation. So we'll see what happens, what shakes out there. Um, but for my money, uh, this was a terrible decision by the NHL. Yeah, I echo your sentiments. And wasn't it about a week or so ago that we saw Gary Bettman standing on a podium in an, on an ice surface, in, I think, in somewhere in China, uh, touting an exhibition game between Vancouver and San Jose next year? I'm sure they would be more excited in that part of the world to see the best players come over rather than the third and fourth liners of those respective clubs 
set names that uh, they won't recognize in any case. So I, I think the NHL and, and the IOC must have been in some heavy-duty negotiations, and, and that was a shot across the bow by the NHL back then that kind of made me think, hmm, I'm not sure this is going to come off well when it comes to the Olympics. And, and, and I think I agree with you that the marquee event on the sports calendar comes every couple of years, and, and the NHL should be represented. Look, at the NBA always shows up at the All-Star, at the Olympics now, and, and they do the World Baseball Classic. The best on best is available elsewhere. It needs to be available for the NHL to continue to grow this game, which is still third or fourth in the pecking order in terms of the worldwide impact of the North American sports. So they're shooting themselves in the foot by doing this, AJ. I couldn't agree with you more. It's maybe the most... Uh, important topic that we've covered this season in terms of the rant of the week and i hope the nhl takes a second look at this and and uh, really gives their collective head a shake and gets this right because we got to see best on best at the olympics that's what that's the the games are all about and uh it'd be sad to, to go without it uh, again i've seen canada send amateurs to the these games and i know from history they've done done poorly when they did that so did the usa but uh, a chance for those clubs to ice their best teams will be taken away here and ovechkin has also said for his part that he wants to go so it's going to be a fight in some circles too and we'll see how that that goes uh, any closing thoughts well i mean you mentioned ovechkin there uh, I, I think he still is looking for that gold medal and i don't think they're going to have a real hard time keeping him away from those games. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised with how much he makes if, if they decided to find him. I wouldn't be surprised if he just said, I don't care. Find me for missing, you know, three weeks of games. I'll give you the money back. Uh, I'm going to play. And so this is, I think it's a dangerous uh, road to, to cross here. The other thing is if they allow him to go, what do they do with Philip Grubauer? Uh, he definitely could be on a roster. Uh, and so it, it opens the door for, you know, do you have to just let your elite guys, do you force guys to pay fines if they don't want to go? Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch uh, and to see what happens. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the podcast this week with Statsman and AJ. We remind you, you, our listeners, to send your comments and questions our way on Twitter. Follow me, Paul Bruno, at Statsman22, and you can follow AJ Scholes at AJ Scholes 24 we ask you to look out for PuckCast Hockey Pod every week, even throughout the first couple of rounds of the playoffs, so that you get all the latest news and our tips to stay ahead of the competition in your fantasy contests. So long, everybody. 